Right, let's check in on what's happening in your markets. And for that, we have Anthea Gardner with us from Cartesian Capital. Thank you so much for your time, Anthea. Let's start off with the JSC because our local market has really had quite a, a stellar year so far, um, up now over 80,000 uh, points. That's a record. And I mean, just considering the fact that the markets kind of cooled down on their rally uh, in the middle of last week, what's keeping the JSC buoyant amid all the challenges? Zanati, must admit, I actually have no idea. Like I cannot, <laughs> if you look at what's going on in the world, I almost can't explain why the stock markets are rallying. And I think it's more than you know how it is. The markets just price forward. There's something else going on. I, I, I understand emerging markets. I think there is um, a desire from global investors to be in emerging markets at the moment. There's a bit of a risk on trade. There's so much else going on that it's, it's difficult to explain. And of course, today, China's closed for practically the rest of the week. So uh. volumes were a bit lower, but still uh, positive markets. Look, I'm not going to complain, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the rand was slightly weaker, though, 17.25 against the U.S. dollar. But and, and that being said, I do actually think that uh, King Dollar's time has come to an end. Okay. Uh, I think this is it for now. In fact, our purchasing power parity model is showing that the parity of the rand against the U.S. dollar is about 1461, uh, about, if you said in. <laughs> um, uh, all right. But I think the problem is that we've got the local factors really yes. keeping the rand weaker. You know, this load shedding, which, of course, will lead to low GDP growth, and the policy uncertainty. It, it, it's just a little bit nonstop. So I can't see the rand strengthening all the way to parity, but I'm definitely looking for a stronger rand this year, hopefully at least, at least a 16 handle to the US dollar. Yeah. Before we maybe come back to uh, the local company news that did come out today, let's let's uh, uh, go across uh, to the US. Of course, there, every single day there's an announcement of layoffs. Today we also had an announcement coming in from Spotify. And this is particularly in the tech sector. I'm just wondering if maybe this is um, an inevitable correction in a sector that's been expanding astronomically in the last few years. You're spot on because, in fact, that's exactly what happened. And all the tech companies are saying the same thing. Mm. You know, they've hired huge amounts since 2020, since the end of 2020. Yeah. Um, and so now we're sitting and... Uh, things are not looking great. They're worried. Last quarter's earnings weren't great. You know, just this quarter alone, we're expecting to see um, the tech sector earnings contraction nine, by 9.5%. That's yep. a lot. Yeah. So, of course, we've got Amazon laying off 18,000 employees, Salesforce saying that they're laying off 10%, that's 7,000 employees, Meta or Facebook, whatever you want to call it, 13% of their workforce, that's 11,000 jobs. And it's funny how we see these things day by day, but when you add it up like this, then it, and, or you, you, you list it like this, it's a lot. Mm. You know, uh, Google announced 6%, that's 12,000 layoffs. Spotify, as you said, that's another 9,800 uh, of the workforce. Sure. Microsoft cutting 5%, that's 10,000 employees. The list just goes on, and it's not actually just the tech sector. We've also got uh, BlackRock saying that they were cutting 500 staff, um, Goldman Sachs, 3,200. Yeah. And, and, and so it, it, it feels massive to me, the automotive sector saying that they're cutting over 30,000, almost 31,000 jobs. Sure. And, and, and almost this nonstop, where do we go from here scenario.
Yeah. And if, you know, so, so it is, we're well into earnings season now. This is kind of the big week, right? Mm. And we're expecting the S&P 500 companies to post earnings down 4.1% for the fourth quarter, revenue down 3.8%. So I, I'm not surprised that we're seeing all these layoffs. Yeah, and of course, uh, earnings season is uh, heating up. And of course, so one of those giants being Microsoft uh, that is going to uh, report on earnings this week, also including Tesla, off the back of a mixed bag of bank earnings and also Netflix actually surprising to the upside. Let's come back home and look at the MPC meeting that is uh, being concluded on a Thursday. So quite a lot that the Reserve Bank has on its plate. It still has to worry about still elevated inflation, but also the outlook on growth on a weak economy and of course the conversations that are going on about the Reserve Bank's mandate. So what are you expecting out of the MPC this week? I just say on the, the Reserve Bank mandate, I can't believe we're still talking about this. How many years have we been talking about <laughs> yeah. this now? And I think the, the governors and the deputy governors have made it very clear. The mandate is not about creating jobs. That's government. That's the other departments, departments, you know, kind of, and policy and so much more. The Reserve Bank's mandate is um, market stability, right? And in that instance, they have to look where the RAND is relative to what everybody else is doing in the world. So it's almost as if, if the rest of the world is hiking interest rates, even if it means it's going to send into recession, which or, or stagflationary environment, which we are so incredibly close to, mm -hmm. then it. Their mandate is to make sure that we get inflation under control. And let's be honest, I, I'm torn with this one because most of the inflation we have is exogenous, right? We import yes. inflation. So, And then, of course, up until probably last week, when was the ESCOM announcement last week or the week before? I can't even remember anymore. There's so many um, announcements. We were, all, <laughs> yeah, we were all okay with 25 basis points rate hike. Yeah. But then ESCOM got its tariff increase of 18.65%. The FRAs are now pricing in a 30% chance of a 50 basis points hike. It's weird because if you read the research in the market, many think that this will indicate the top of the cycle, which yeah. obviously means they think that inflation is peaking or has peaked or that the next rate hike will see it will keep inflation under control. But if you add in, if you assume that electricity, just electricity, I'm not talking about rent or uh, increase in um, electricity for retailers. Yeah. Just the electricity part of the basket, your basket, is about 4%. And if you're getting an 18.65% quick maths, you, you calculate, let's call it 75 basis points increase from the 1st of April on your inflation basket. Now, that does not mean yeah. that inflation has peaked. That does not mean to mm -hmm. me, in my mind, that inflation is going to come under control. Yeah. So I'm, I, I do expect 50 basis points. I think um, the Reserve Bank is aware of what is going on in the economy, yeah. <laughs> acutely aware. Um, we, we, we seem to think that another 25, um, and I think it's the 2nd or 4th of Feb when the Fed is going to announce their um, rate decision. Yeah. Um, and, and I just think 50 bips on Thursday just to keep up and just to keep make sure that we don't get runaway inflation is yeah. probably on the cards. All right. So, well, uh, thanks for that analysis. Anthea, let's quickly get to your stock pick for today. My stock pick, did you say? Yeah. Yes. Uh, after everything we've said about the tech sector, <laughs> I'm playing it safe. I think this is a safe bet. Um, and at least until I have a better idea of what 
to expect from companies' earnings in the global economy. So I'm going with Amazon. I think they're a top player in three areas, cloud computing, digital advertising, and e-commerce. This is a stock that peaked or has halved, I should say, since almost halved, since July 2021, where it was $183 to today, $97, which, of course, doesn't make it cheap. We all know the saying, what happens to a share that is halved can mm -hmm. halve again. But I don't believe that this is where Amazon is. I think they do control the market. I think even in recessionary times, companies that are challenged for costs will uh, IT or cloud computing will be the last thing they cut. Yeah. I mean, it does look attractive, you know. It's on an EV EBITDA 12 times. So compare that to historic 20, I think it is. So, yeah, I'm betting on Amazon for the oh. next couple of months. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time and for your insights today, Anthea. That was Anthea Gardner from Cartesian Capital.